0: Let's give them
1: something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. Good morning. Good morning. No guests today. And I'm wondering, our viewership's probably going to, our listenership's going to go down. People <laughs> are like, <laughs> getting tired of us, we're like, okay. We got some- in, we got
0: into a group. We had Harold on. Right. We had planned for one today, but yeah. we're going to hold off until.
1: So, we're, we're. I'm trying to get Yvonne on. For this, and uh, it's not easy. <laughs> she doesn't like. To she's be, not one to be in the in the spotlight. No, she does not. Like she, does not she does. She did uh, the. You know, she has one post on her Instagram. Yeah, understandably so. She's would be very entertaining on this post, on this on this uh, yeah. podcast. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. But and we'll and we'll get her on, and then we can talk about her training and her recovery and all that stuff. She's coming in to train today, and then she's got to work and. The, on the desk in the afternoon mm. but yeah because like she's got a routine here's the deal she has a routine that she does you know every day like she's very systematic with yeah. her approach to her fitness and training and all the stuff she does at home to take care of me and her <laughs> <our> daughter <laughs> she's got more jobs than just right training yeah she does and so and everything's like on a schedule yeah and then she got you know her appointments with maury uh, beyond chiropractic, by the way. And if you haven't visited Maury, go visit Maury. Yeah. She will torture you into recovery. <laughs> she said, Maury's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> you know, no pain, no gain. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and so anyway, so she got that and then she's, she, she, she has a whole, that's part of a, being a games athlete. Yeah. She's probably one of the most, um, consistent
0: with her recovery and just like her overall routines
1: yes um well you're her coach yep and as a athlete i think she's probably a fantastic athlete she will do no well it's it's kind of a catch-22 for jamie. <laughs> you are helpful she for will, me she, she will do everything <laughs> that jamie puts down for her to do like everything literally she won't go home until it's done yeah um now if jamie happens to make a mistake in the programming like say eight squat snatches on the minute for eight minutes <laughs> she confirmed that one with me I'm like no oh, sorry that's supposed to be eight
0: rounds one rep every minute on the minute
1: <laughs> she was prepared she to was. do 64 she's... squat snatches at but like we... 70 <laughs> percent which
0: she wouldn't have been able to make but she but she's also so good to like we've got a good open communication so anytime and i always tell her and just coaching an athlete you know, if you're outside coaching an athlete or if you're working with a coach, that communication is so important because, I mean, it's really easy to write out a plan and have, you know, an idea of what you're doing. But at the same time, if you're not understanding the context of what we're trying to do and you don't have an open line of communication, we kind of miss, you know, what is the main purpose of this lift or what's the main purpose of this particular session. Right. And she's really good with, you know, having a clear You know, communication. If she has any questions, we're always texting back and forth.
1: To be at the games as a masters athlete is a formidable task to get there. And uh, we had—I had this weekend. A guy came in. um, This guy, Sean Patrick, he won last year the men's 50 to 54 division. I say, this sounds familiar. Yeah, just a beast. I mean, he came in. The guys, you know, he's six foot two maybe six foot three probably 220 just ripped um strong as hell but he and i talked a little bit about the process and Mm -hmm. it's and he acknowledged that like everything has to be on point yeah with 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 the level of competition in the at, at the highest level within masters and granted i you know i i've competed at that level and and won at that level in 2013 master's Mind 50 to 54 but but and it was and i did train hard it was stressful i was watching my nutrition um uh, but i i i can't say that i am doing as much as say yvonne is doing or maybe sean patrick's doing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you remember too we had uh um well like a Feynman was in here multiple times game mm-hmm. games athlete age group yep. and shannon aiken who's yep. won twice yeah as a master's like i did i was not doing i don't feel like i was doing all of the things that they're doing the mm-hmm. mobility work yeah the accessory work the um the detailed nutrition focus mm-hmm. I, you know i was training hard and then um eating clean and working on my weaknesses mm-hmm. to to some extent weaknesses as in like skill patterns yeah yeah skill right. patterns okay. right so like I was weak in gymnastics. So yeah. I was, you know, always working on uh, pull ups, chest bar pull ups, hanging and hanging all that stuff. And and but I wasn't doing it at the kind of man- maniacal level that they do it. They have mm-hmm. that they have to do it now.
0: I mean, it's evolved so much. I mean, that was ten years ago. Right. When you won the games. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. Twenty thirteen or twelve. It was twenty thirteen. Yeah, it's 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 different now. Yeah it's, it's, it's different now. And it's, I mean, it's evolved to the point where, you know, when we talk about accessory stuff, um, you know, it's, I think it's important to, to, to note the fact that when we put in accessory as a coach to an individual athlete, um, or even just, you know, as a generic accessory component, the the goal isn't just to add volume. It's, it's to build up more strength and maybe an imbalanced position. Right. So like, if, you know, if you're, if you're tight in your shoulders, you know, maybe we need to think about opening up more of the lats so that way we can get a better range of motion. And then we need to strengthen at that point of resistance, right. right? Or, you know, could be, you know, snatching, right? If you have a really huge hitch, you know, like what we need to build up some kind of accessory to build up the strength so we can hold on to the position longer, right? Right. So if you're pulling the bar from the ground and your legs extend out too quick, and then the bar starts swooping out and around you know, the accessory might be some RDLs or maybe we need to build up the hamstrings so we can do some isolation work with like the GHD hip extensions or glute ham raises or something like that. There's so many different avenues of accessory that kind of dive dive back into isolation patterns. But at the same time, if you're just throwing that in there just to throw it in there and there's no real purpose behind it, then you could be setting yourself off into an even bigger Imbalance.
1: Um, I think that mo- uh, most of the most of the masters now have coaches. Yeah, like like you for that, sure that are providing them programming and then are reviewing their their progressions. There's some athletes that are competent enough to do it themselves mm-hmm. and that will spend that have the discipline. Like I think of uh, in the 45 to 49, Jason Grubb. Yeah, just a beast too. But yeah. he does it all on his own. A mm-hmm. lot of it he does in his garage. Mm-hmm. Those guys in my age group, when I competed, it was Brig Edwards, that was a beast, trained in his garage, former yeah. competitive cyclist, and then train and his wife said he just you know it'll, it'll be 110 degrees. You know, you get, I think he was from Michigan and 110 degrees, and the guy would train in his garage, you know, do these workouts just to push himself. Mm. He, he was he was one of those guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, um,
1: but I, but I don't think that the that you can be one of those guys now, where you just and that's how we trained in 2000. 12 2000, 2011 12 13 um Freddie camacho too will probably say the same thing we just worked harder yeah we just we, we went harder we pushed ourselves harder i would train with the competition athletes mm-hmm. and i try to go in the dark zone dark place and stay there yeah now it's much more thoughtful yes uh, with the with the program with their with their training they don't go to the hard place every single time they train there's a purpose behind it there's a purpose behind it yeah and as a result of their performances are, are better. Mm-hmm. And then you, and what happens is, is then your weaknesses, um, if you trained that way and that's your methodology of training, meaning, uh, just train harder mm-hmm. and kind of work on your weaknesses, you, you're gonna, you're gonna get left behind.
0: That might get you somewhere, oh, but yeah. if you
1: have the, if you have games
0: in your mind, I mean, like that's well, the tip, tip, tip of the spear. You no,
1: know, I'm like the, I'm like the, the perfect example of that. Yeah. Right. So my scores in the quarterfinals, I, I hung with the guys in the top twenty, which I was really happy about, right? Mm-hmm. So that my scores I was, had a few scores in the top twenty. Okay, cool. These are my because I know these guys, but a lot yeah. of these guys that are that are in there, and they've all gotten better. So super stoked. But what I didn't, what happened was, is strict handstand pushups mm-hmm. to a two and a half inch riser, and I didn't have them. Couldn't make them happen. To give me a, in previous years it was a four inch riser. Four Mm. inch riser, I could pull that off. Yeah, you know, with 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 some fudging, some little bit of bounce, (laughs) maybe a little short neck. But I haven't. But but to to that end, like I I don't have a dedicated coach. I don't have a that would have seen that. You are what we call class fit. (laughs) Class fit, and I go hard in class. I and I and I do the masters RX plus class, and I try to beat those guys. Mm -hmm. When I compete against Yvonne, you know, I try to push her and beat her if I can. Um, And that works that gets you to a certain level of fitness. Yeah. But for the games now, you can't do that. No. So if you're thinking like you want to go to the next level, if you want to be a, I think if you, if you want to be a semifinal athlete, that's top 30. Yeah. That's almost back in, back in my day, (laughs) (laughs) back in my day, they, they took the top 20 out of the open, went to the games the first year straight to it. No 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 qualifying, no, no qualifying. And so it was always kind of a thing to be in the top twenty. Yeah, and granted, if you're in the top twenty or top thirty in the Open, you're probably close to being again, and and you've done the work the Mm. way the way it should supposed to be done. Yeah, then you're probably one of the top masters. But but if you here my my point point, if you want to get to the semifinals now, you can't do what I did. Yeah. You 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 if you are not capable of programming. Your workouts, your recovery, your mobility, your nutrition. If you can't do that very disciplined on your own, you should have a coach. You should hire a coach to do it for you.
0: What you should do is reach out to PRs all day and for sign up for some customers. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's <a> great commercial <laughs> with PR. And,
1: and that, well, that's great because we do. We have coaches that, and that can do that yeah. for you. That take the time
0: and they know and understand the process i think it's kind of like the difference between like you class fit right i mean we think of crossfit as gpp general physical preparedness and doing class you're gonna get that you're gonna improve your fitness you're gonna get better at a little bit of everything all at once and it's just a, a steady increase of you know progressions right um especially with how we run our programming but to move on to those later rounds and actually perform well to maybe try to make the quarterfinal or semifinals, because we had a lot of athletes that were also just doing class fit that made the yeah. quarterfinals, right? They still made mad improvements on the, their, their quarterfinal finishing compared to their, sem- their open finishings. But to move on to that semifinals, I mean, the only people out of here that have moved on to that are working with coaches. Yeah. Right. Like. I mean, with Yvonne, she's working with myself. Your team. Um, we, Our team. Yeah, Jackson. You working know, with coaches. Exactly. Everybody's working with an individual coach that's helping provide more, like you said, to give you a more direct example of what you need to be doing it's not just the general class for the day you have to think about nutrition you got to think about your sleep you've got to think about what kind of mobility if you got some nagging injuries how are you working around that
1: stuff and that's where a coach comes into play sean patrick said to me this weekend he said i said how is how is everything that you're working on he says good he, everything's good he goes the biggest thing that he struggles with is sleep mm. that he trying to get the you know eight hours seven eight yeah. hours a night and, and, and is he training in the morning or I, time, I didn't, I didn't, go, I didn't okay. get that deep with it with him. Um, but he says he's, you know, if he's got kids, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> which makes it a bit of a challenge. Yep. So it was, um, it was a good conversation, but he, 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 he essentially validated ex- exactly what you just said. He, all, it, all, all, everything's got to be pointed in that, in that direction.
0: Your sport, it's, you're training for sport. You're not
1: changing, And you GPP. need, and and it helps ex, a great deal if you have someone to hold you accountable to yes. it. Because you'll let yourself, I do, I let myself get away with less sleep. I let myself get away with no mobility work. I let myself get away with, you know, I get an injury and I, you know, I, I'm right work back. Work around it. Yeah, work around it. Yeah, And that's,
0: I mean, that's like having a coach, you know, you might and, have every, all the intentions in the right direction and you might be doing everything right. But even having a coach that can, you have a chance to bounce ideas like, "Hey, how I'm? This is how I'm feeling." And instead of getting in your head and like, "Ah, fuck," you know, I'm just gonna work through it. Yeah. Maybe is that gonna make you better? Or is that gonna set you back a little yeah, a bit? Yeah, coach will give you a, a coach will give you another perspective. perspective on it. Exactly. Right.
1: Pretty cool. So if you're if you do want to make if you're not if you're close to making quarterfinals, um, you know, get some PTS or hire a yeah. coach. Yeah. If or and get. Um, and get accessory programming for example mm-hmm. do a, a pt ask your affiliate do a pt with a with with a coach maybe with multiple pts and then get and have them program accessory work to improve your gymnastics to improve Expose your wherever you're weak yeah your your olympic lifting whatever it, can, it is yeah it could but be a specific modality it could be just someone, balance. some of some of subjective and then and then be open-minded and listen and don't get offend, don't get offended when they tell you you yeah. suck, get better.
0: <laughs> I think that's a big part too. Sure is it like is. Being able to work with a coach is, it's almost kind of
1: like setting your ego aside just yeah. and being told that you suck at this and you need to, this is what you need to do to get better. Right. right. Um, and then if you definitely, if you want to make go from quarters to yes. semis. semis, you're right. going to need a coach now. Yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, it really is. So, you know, there's, I know a few of the athletes like a, you know, Tim Dymel and, mm-hmm. and, and Jason Grubb and some others that, that that can get through the next that can grind through the next level yeah but i think the people that have coaches have a distinct advantage Mm -hmm. they just do and i mean i think
0: back to when we were at the games for yvonne last year um you know just watching the the warm-up area oh i mean like from a coaching perspective i I want yvonne to be fully prepared i don't want to have her thinking about the stress of like okay well what time do i like we had a set time we would warm up at this time and we would go through like a general warm-up and then as it got closer depending on where the heat was if there was any adjustments in the schedule is where we would tweak and adjust the specific warm-up yeah. right so like there's a difference like the general is just kind of get your body moving get your body your heart rate up get your joints moving well and then when you think about the specific now we need to start thinking about what exactly do we need to be able to accomplish in this workout today and it's funny because, like, you watch all the athletes and all the coaches back there, just kind of like you know striving for finding an
1: equipment or making up equipment to to replicate whatever they're doing out on the floor. It was fun. Yeah, even the in the recovery area, the athletes that were prepared mm-hmm. that had cots or pl- stuff to lay on to, or tent. <laughs> yeah, tent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea it's you not at all darkness and no one bothers you put some earbuds in you you're, you're yeah. in your own little like yeah. uh yeah cave. sensory deprivation tent. yeah there's something to that because it's loud and yeah and distracting there in that that's, athlete area that's the hard part is like it's so easy to get sucked into that um which just takes energy out Yeah, it does takes energy out yeah. cold you know, cold cement floors oh yeah gosh. fuck oh. um the our master's athletes all improved substantially from that all of our master's athletes age group athletes a master's athletes mm-hmm. that did the semi-finals improved fairly substantially yeah yeah i've got a few numbers over, over their over their open position i had 100 of them improved even me yeah. with a, taking a zero on a workout <laughs> and almost qualifying yeah and almost qualifying <laughs> and <laughs> i i didn't do the math i should probably do the math to figure out how many nah, you don't push, you to do the math. how many handstand push-ups did i need to do to, to make it to maybe the next one level? i don't know no, that would be so <laughs> painful if it was one <laughs> no it was
0: really cool i was going through a lot of the scores um and i just got
1: a couple names here
0: yeah um, go ahead um, aaron for example she was one that was really close and yeah, she's aaron she's, Such. She's, yeah. aaron Such. she's she's class fit and I remember when talking to her, cause her son or her daughter and my son are in class together at kindergarten. And I was, I caught up with her at, out front of the class at pickup. I'm like, so you ready for next week? And she's like, I'm so terrified. It's yeah. like deer in the headlights. Cause it's like, I, she's just class fit, right? She comes yeah. in and she crushes the workout. She puts out a hundred percent effort. Um, and that showed as she translated into, you know, that kind of environment where you're having to do multiple workouts like her efforts in the gym just doing class fit showed in her overall rankings so she finished the open in 2316 right so she right. she qualified with a couple hundred spots you know give or take her finishing place was 1162 so she she docked herself back down or up the leaderboard by over 1200 points
1: 1200
0: yeah. spots um, and that's just from doing class fit, you know, if if she had any insights or wanting to move forward into the future of the sport, you know, that's where we kind of talk about getting into a personalized coach, uh, Mark Mooney, right? 312 going in, he finished 65.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. He, that's, Mark's that's a big one. So close. I think yeah. he, he is one of those that could benefit a lot from having a coach. I know. He definitely could benefit I mean, okay so, a lot from having a so i know he, I, I don't think he listens to this podcast <laughs> till now <laughs> i told him how till someone <laughs> tells him did you hear what they said about you mark trained so hard he's yes. what we call him sneaky fit because he comes in he here comes he in did, sneaky he lives, like, right? and i don't is he did a pt with Sandy. Is sandy yeah. doing his programming She's um
0: not- no she, i know i know he's done some privates um but i don't believe that he's working with anybody individually like from a programming standpoint
1: <sighs> right and that's where we need to mm-hmm. – that's where I want it because, because I, I think, like, m- m- he smashed that. He got seven rounds on the handstand yeah. push-up workout. Yeah, yeah. Like, just – he said it was – he goes, the handstand push-ups were so easy for him because it's two-and-a-half-inch a riser. He's yeah. got strict handstand push-ups. Yeah. He said he was actually – it was killing him because he was having to go back, Get to, back the to the GHD. GHD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the,
0: I think he said he and it was close his, to a his, PR on a clean, clean, too. His clean was 208 and what what was his max i think i I think he said he was close to PR attempt
1: was he i I don't know i feel like well maybe he's like 225 yeah yeah. i would get if i had to guess he's probably 225 235 Okay, okay which is kind of a bummer
0: well that's kind of one of those things too like if you're not testing yourself in that kind of environment like even just throughout the year where you're having to go from i mean we do that in class from time to time but i know he does a lot of stuff like you said sneaky fit right right so what is the outline of his sneaky fit look like, right? Like what, what is it preparing him for? Is he, is he just kind of adding some of the stuff here or is there a specific intention or time of the year that he's trying to work on that? You know, that's where like a coach would yes. come in hand and, and oh, yeah, help right. figure so out, out a periodization. Like, hey, yeah.
1: hey, stop, stop training for yeah. strength now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, like talking with Yvonne, you know, when she, she finishes the open and it's like, okay, well the open is not our game, right? Our goal is to, Go to the games and podium. So the open, we know we're going to make the top 10%. And then moving on to this quarterfinals. Yeah, there's definitely a, a little bit of a factor there because we have to make the top 30. But then when we get into the semifinals, that's where we're looking to kind of peak a little bit closer because we need that top 10. Right. Right. And then from there, training for the games is fun because it's so much more stuff that's outside of the gym that, you know, we're not stuck to inside the gym. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, we, there's swimming, there's long trail runs, there's potential biking, you know, there's odd objects. These are the things that we can't really play with leading into semifinals because we're not going to see any Atlas stones or weird barbells or gymnastics components, right? Because we can't replicate that here in the gym unless CrossFit gives us a heads up to plan ahead for it with like a floor plan or here's some new equipment, which I think we're going to see some kettlebells in semifinals. Cool.
1: Or well, they, they the had
0: kettlebell on the they had uh, kettlebell, list. which means that we still could see them in this.
1: They had, had this qualifier round a kettlebell. I thought they had kettlebells. I thought those a a kettlebell. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Could have sworn it was a a kettlebell. Regardless,
0: we're playing with both, right? <laughs> both single. Yeah. We're, we're getting we're getting it all in. Yeah. Um. But you know, like, like I said, if you if you have, like, Mark, he's really close. Yeah. And I think going into if he has a goal to make it into that semifinals or go to the games, you know, it, it, it could be one of those benefits where talking with a coach and at least just kind of figuring out what does the year look like. Where you can still participate in class and be a part of the community, but at the same time, you're filling in those holes where you, 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 you are
1: suffering in the points spread. Melissa Chatterton, too, yeah. ended up. She ended. Up, she beat me because I ended up forty second. She ended up forty first. Yeah. And what did she finish in the and, open? Then and she's she only has one more year in her current age group. Which age group is she? In? She's um, forty five to forty nine. Oh, okay. And oh uh, no, I'm sorry. She's fifty. I'm sorry. Fifty to fifty four. She's fifty to fifty four. So she goes into fifty five in two years. She goes into fifty five, which is a lighter weight, which is a good time to start. Yes. Melissa is. So close. And and Melissa's one, too, that she's she's like Mark. She trains hard, mm-hmm. but I feel like her training is. She's um, also class fit. It's I feel like she's class fit. She's random. She works on some stuff. Um, she goes really hard in class. Yeah. She comes and does Masters RX. And yeah. She goes really hard. Her mobility and range of motion challenge her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's good about responding to it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's something that she could eliminate altogether. So she doesn't even have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to corner her (laughs) mark. Yeah. She (laughs) went from
0: 84th to 41st. Yeah. So she, she's up there also, especially moving into that
1: new age group. And what was the, I'm looking at, I'm going to look at the workout. Oh, dear. here it is right there. Blatantly obvious. (laughs) Well, no, two of them actually, two workouts that, it caught her um was the lift 160 No, uh it wasn't the lift it was the 153 no 165 was the 165 reps on the uh workout 2a and she and she got 143rd place which is 2a is the handstand push-up workout which she has hand strict handstand push-ups are you um, looking at quarterfinals or the open? What am I looking at? I'm looking at quarterfinals. So she got a 45th on the first event, 14th on the second. I'm event. sorry, that's 14th. Oh, okay. And then she okay. took a 153 yeah. on the that's King, what. That's what it is. I'm sorry. And then beat, a 124 two on the E. The, it's the lift. Yeah. So it's her strength. Yeah. And then the last workout got her, which is a strength workout, right? Because the strong athletes um, motored through that, Yeah. The through the thruster. Yeah. It just, that thruster weights. And the power on the road. And the power on the road. Yeah. So that's a strong athlete. So Melissa's a, you know, she's got a strength deficiency here looking at this. Mm -hmm. And no offense, Melissa, because you're an amazing athlete. Um, But that's one, too. Same thing. Yeah. Coach could put her on a track. She's got 10, like 418 points. And she's basically 50. She basically needed 60 points, Mm -hmm. um, take 60 points, 60, 70 points off her score to get a little bit heavier, clean and. Yeah, her, which lives if she was stronger on her clean, yep. she would be better on that last, last rower workout. too. Yep. She would have been better on the rower. Yeah. Damn.
0: So if you're an affiliate and you've got some athletes that are very close to moving on to like even the quarterfinal, it's an opportunity. It's worth a conversation. Yes. It's worth a conversation. It's also a good opportunity for another coach to have a little out of generated income. Right. Right. I mean, it's you're you're providing a good service. There's um
1: there's no and by the way. If you've your co if you've got level two coaches, yeah. even level one coaches can figure this out. Mm-hmm. There's enough content on the interwebs. Yeah, and and if you don't have a coach or you don't, you know, if you're, you know, you or your coaches don't have time, find them a coach. Yeah, or you reach out to us. We'll help you out. PRs all day, and yeah. and and we'll give them accessory programming that aligns with what you're doing in your gym. Yeah, and I would say that if you are an owner and you do have those athletes and you're worried about introducing them to hard work pays off or PRVM just just reach out and talk to them yourself yeah and tell them look, I've got a master's athlete here that's close we want to get them over the hump but I also don't want to alienate them from our community yeah can you tie this into what we're doing and so that they can do class at least a couple of days a week Yeah we prioritize with
0: um, PR's compete we prioritize the class workout at least to get in once a week right. Because it's, I mean, it's important. Like we don't, we're, we're rep, like when, when, the, when our team is going to semifinals, we are representing Diablo. Yeah. You know, we're not representing a, a, a specific
1: brand. We're representing our affiliate community. And it's pretty cool. The community gets behind even yeah, masters athletes. So they great. love it when, when our masters are doing this stuff. Yeah. It's a huge boost for kind of community spirit. Yeah. Just general camaraderie
0: and and um just overall vibe.
1: Yeah. So if you don't, hey, you know, I would talk to your coaches first and say, is anybody have an interest in mm-hmm. in doing uh creating some accessory programming? And that's the first level. Accessory programming is it. So in other words, you're gonna do class, because obviously class got them to yep. quarterfinals, continue to do whatever they're doing to get to quarterfinals, and then let me write for you two to three days a week of accessory programming yep. that's gonna help get you over the hump yep. and get you past your weaknesses.
0: You don't have to take them out of class. No. I mean, our, our RX plus, which is the PRS compete track, it, it started in class. Like we started basically That's developing right. that community, that competitive environment and community. And I mean, we got to a point where it's like we had to add a lot of added stuff because, you know, we won semifinals and game stuff in the distance and GPP can't quite cover it all. It's a lot and of I, stuff. So Here's the
1: other thing. Masters athletes, especially will pay for this. Yeah. It's a big deal especially now going back to what I said earlier, how hard it is to get to each yeah. level. It's yeah. a big deal to make it to the next level. Yeah. And it's, it's a huge ego boost. It feels good. It keeps you interested in this stuff. It, it, if someone makes quarterfinals and then makes, makes uh, semifinals or makes the games, they're going to tell their friends mm-hmm. and their friends are going to be like, wow, where do you work out? Yeah. They're and and they're going to tell others within the community, Hey, I, not only do I, you know, Yvonne does it all the time, you know, I, uh, Jamie Lee, thanks Jamie Lee, thanks Jamie Lee. And she says it to, she tells people all the time and, and we, it, it validates what we're doing, but it also is, it's, it's great for the business. Mm-hmm. So I would say have, look, look through your list. If you got someone in the top 100, um, and then in the quarterfinals, they're worth talking to and having yeah. a conversation with about how you can get them into the top 30. hmm even just looking at the percentile, yeah. right? Like when you look at the open, it's stuff. doable. Yeah. Last year, in my age group, last year I didn't make the quarterfinals. I was two. They, they took the top right. two hundred. I was too I was two hundred first. Oh shit! <laughs> I have this this I have this kind hey. of consistent theme with my with my with my participation in the open where I'm just not gonna. But anyway, so I got two hundred. The very next year, so I applied myself. Like I worked yeah. harder. Yeah, and uh, and I did try to focus on weakness. I did it on my own. I didn't get mm-hmm. a coach. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not interested in having a coach and going that far. You're
0: not looking at how added level of stress. No, I don't.
1: <laughs> I I enjoy class a great deal, yes. and it keeps me interested in in CrossFit. And but I did work harder because yeah. I wanted to make quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And um I went to class more often. I did some I trained my my weaknesses somewhat. Um and I made quarter fi- like I went from two hundred almost point, made semifinals. I went two hundred first to to like seventieth or eightieth in yeah. the in the in my age group from in the, the in quarters. the open. And then I went to forty first almost and I almost yeah. made it. Had I done it looks like I needed to do um uh a couple all, no two and a half rounds. I need to do two and a half rounds. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So I had to go. So I would have had to get 12 handstand pushups. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't happening. Yeah. But anyway, had I, but had I worked on them Mm -hmm. and had I been practicing, you got, you know, you got three rounds out of Yvonne. Yeah. And she was struggling with handstand pushups before she went into it. I think that's one of the things like some of those skills, you know,
0: it's really easy to get in your head if it's not clicking for you right Uh now. And then this is one of those things where a coach can really come in handy. Right. You know, like I I remember you talking to Yvonne before the workout, and she was like, Oh, fuck, I'm, it's not right. feeling right today. Yeah. And so we spent some time, we spent like 20, 30 minutes just kind of reviewing just general position and just how we we're going to execute. I mean, we've done strict handstand pushups, but we worked to that four inch riser like we've right. seen in the past. So this is a new riser. Um, and, once we got it to click, it was just like, oh, neurologically, yeah. it's
1: just a matter of just yeah, kind of following that same pattern. It, yeah. yeah. Same pattern. Pl- hand placement, all that stuff. And that's what a coach, that's what a coach can help you. But exactly. anyway, my point being that, that you can get better, that, you know, you can go from, I went from 201st yeah. to essentially 41st yeah. in, in 12 months. It's almost like, um, from with going from the open to quarters to semis,
0: it's like a, ch- it's another chance for you to prove your fitness. Yes.
1: And you can go. Your athletes that are in the top 100, top 200 can mm-hmm. can make the next level. Yes, it with with work and dedication, yes. nutrition, all that stuff. Anyway,
0: and, and a conversation. It's got to yeah. have a conversation.
1: conversation. What, what what is your goal? What do you are you trying to move on? Do you want to move on? Let's make it happen. The next, I'm going to transition mm-hmm. here. We we can go. Jamie and I <laughs> could go on this subject forever. People, it's a fun topic. Anybody that's listening is like, okay, enough about the quarterfinals <laughs> and semifinals. We get it the next test coming up that that's CrossFit wide and it's frustrating as an affiliate owner to, to, to see this test come up um, because it's, it's, it's not really as much a good test as it's, it's just kind of a beat down. It's, it's an important workout because it's a hero workout, but Murph is coming up in yep. at the end of May. Um, one mile run, 100 pushups or 100 pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 squats, one mile run uh named after Lieutenant Michael Murphy gave his life in Afghanistan trying to help save um his fellow SEAL team and get them rescued knew that he was going probably going to die when he went to establish the make the comms com- make communications t- uh, connection but anyway that workout is a powerful one yeah because it's a beat down, because you have to grind, because you got to go to some place where you don't, you know, you're not comfortable being for a long period of time. It's a dark place. Yeah. It's anywhere from usually anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes for yeah. a lot of people with a weight vest or without a weight vest. Yeah. People tear on their pull-ups. Um, you're sore for a week afterwards. Sore for a week afterwards. What um, we have, I noticed in... You know, every year with progressive programming, the programming that we do, we you know, there's progressions, and a lot of gyms do this. We're, we're not the only one. This is not unique to Diablo CrossFit. A lot of gyms do some gradual progressions in class to try and get people prepared for this. Um, I, what I wanted to talk to you about was your recommendations for, well, if, if your gym doesn't have progressions, what might you do to help improve your performance because everybody wants to get better at murph like mm-hmm. you do murph and everybody wants to do they want to improve their time like that's a really yeah. good feeling yeah it is somewhat of a test um what things can would you recommend for those people that are here that are have the progressions already in our programming like here 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 like, yeah, with I'd love, and then, but then also people that don't the people that don't have those progressions at you know at their affiliate that you know, what are things? Because the, the, like most, most of us, anybody that's listening this is probably going to do MRF mm-hmm. or version of MRF. So I'll start with what we're doing here. Um, you know, as, as soon
0: as the quarterfinals was over, we, we have, we've we restarted our macro calendar. And with that in mind, our goal is to build sound movement patterns, squatting, pressing, pulling, that stuff. Right now, we're in a current cycle where we're supersetting squats with floor press and the idea of the floor press is just kind of like i said refining the pattern itself like the, the a floor press is a horizontal push like a bench press yeah which is very similar to the same pattern that you're going to see in a push-up, push-up. so what we're doing right now is is we're, we're working on that foundation of that pressing pattern right. which then so next month
1: if i can put it on camera in close versus this out wide, yes right yes <laughs> which we see people doing push-ups that get up here yes and they push it, which just gets you to if you,
0: if you think about like when you do a bench press yeah the idea of pushing your elbows out is putting your shoulders in harm yes. right and i mean depending on the weight and what's the intention are you trying to bodybuild are you trying to isolate yeah. this one muscle or are you trying to stabilize with your back and you know keep your shoulders healthy right When you think about how many push-ups we're going to be doing in that workout, you want strong, healthy shoulders going into it. So right now we're currently working on that floor press. It's just a way to kind of refine and go back to the foundation aspect of that pressing pattern. Next month, we're going to be seeing a lot more push-ups and pull-ups as a bodyweight movement pattern to develop and build up the volume. Now, when you jump into that workout, you've got 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups. The volume itself, once you start reaching that point of failure then we do start going to those out wide elbows and we might be putting our shoulders in some kind of a risky position. So if you are not following what we're doing, what we should be doing on your own or in your affiliates is refining and teaching proper mechanics. Don't just throw volume on people. Right. Build up the mechanical positions so that way when they get into the workout, they have an understanding as far as what's moving well and it's going to sustain them for the longer period of time. You have to condition that shape you have to condition that archetype and position if you just start throwing on volume with a wormy push-up or those elbows out wide and maybe shorted range of motion you're essentially setting yourself up for a problem because there's only so much of bad bad patterns your body can handle especially before you put it into a workout like murph because that's where we would typically see somebody break down um and at the same time, if you don't have the volume built up, it's, it's, that's fine. You know, I, I always try to emphasize like with these hero workouts, it's important to recognize that we are doing it to debt uh, in tribute for a person, right? A person. And there's a reason behind it. We want to go to a dark place. We want to We want to enjoy our fitness and what they gave for us to be able to do that. Doesn't mean we have to be the heroes, right? So what I mean by that is don't feel like you need to do a hundred pull-ups if you can't do 15 of them correctly. Does that make sense or 50 yeah. of them correctly? Right. So if you're shorting that range of motion and you're getting your nose to the bar not chin over the bar, then maybe we need to think about how are we going to approach this workout where we're gonna be able to come back and train the next day, right? Mm-hmm. The goal is health, right? We wanna be healthy, we wanna have healthy joints. So by scaling back some of these things in, in with the intention of moving well, you're gonna get more out of it, and from an affiliate standpoint, you're gonna have a lot less injured people.
1: The one of the things that is difficult as an affiliate owner, so so start with mechanics first, then mm. then build volume. Yes, one of the things that, that that's but before I t- I was gonna to touch on the topic of of form during the MRF, which can be disturbing for. <laughs> any coach that's watching it <laughs> anybody that knows movements but but that includes jamie we talked about push-up but that includes the squat squats. too yep and what's interesting we did a workout not too long ago with air squats i forget what it was but it was pretty it had a um pretty a d- decent deadlift, volume of air squats. deadlift or oh no it was the nasty girls yeah yeah yeah, nasty nasty girls. yeah which has 50 air squats yeah. three times and what's interesting is chad in the morning coach chad in the morning was um did a whole kind of squat clinic Mm -hmm. before the workout and had you know had medicine balls had them squat the medicine ball work on technique and had had them do a whole bunch of stuff around it Mm -hmm. and then when they did the workout the squat depth was outstanding consistent yes yes And I was so, he goes, Hey, look, I I did a squat clinic. He's real proud of himself, which he should have been because it was pretty damn cool. And he goes, Haven't had any issues with squat depth um, since, you know, since he did in all of his classes that he did that. Yeah. And that's outstanding. And I think that's um, important as you prepare, as you do these uh, preparation workouts or preparation accessory work headed all the way into Merv. Mm hmm. I would much rather see a scaled Murph with awesome technique than a... Yes,
0: and that's my point.
1: Complete Murph with just absolute crap technique. And that's what I mean by like, don't feel like you have to be
0: the hero, right? Like, you just need to be moving well so you're not ruining yourself.
1: Right. The, coming back to the Mm push-up, push-up technique that you, or push-up scaling um, that people can do to improve um, positioning um, or technique? Uh, do you have any favorites? I have a few favorites. Um, one of the ones that
0: I, I try to have athletes use, you know, because the push-up is not just a shoulder pattern. It's also a core pattern, right? Yeah. You think about you're in a plank position. Right. And a lot of times it's it's really easy to scale to the knees, Yes. And what happens with that is we're, we're not getting that same midline stability and training through that midline stability. Right. So by going to the knees, you're shortening the lever. So it becomes a little bit easier. Then it comes to more of a shoulder fatigue. But by adding a band. So what I like to do is I'll have my athletes, you know, throw one of the pull up bands over the rig and then bring it around the waist. So it's giving them a little bit of support in the midline. Now right. you can always scale that up even further by just moving further away from the rig, which just lengthens out the tension on the band mm-hmm. and gives them a little bit more assistance. Right. Um, but that way they're not worming. Yes. And we can get a better shoulder position. Cause when you think about when you start to worm, you start to let your shoulders shrug up. Yes. We want to think about good shoulders away from the ears, creating rotational torque at the push-up at the shoulders. So that way you're getting um just you're using the whole system versus just isolating a couple muscles right right we don't want to just tax out the triceps and just the pecs. like let's think about stabilizing through the upper back too um and as you are building up for murph you should be rehearsing and practicing all these patterns just to get it to where it's a second nature right and if you have to use the band during the workout then that's fine but at the same time, we want to strive for not needing the band, and we don't want. We want to
1: strive for just continuing to move well. That that nice plank position. Yeah. yeah Hollow body. Yeah, I like seeing the in class that, that that the athletes that use that band up on a pull up bar, mm-hmm. and then just yeah, put it put it down around their waist. It, so, it just it, puts them in great positioning, it,
0: and it it's it's so much easier than it looks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like as far as like a scaling you know right. the other the other option would be like going into an incline right where you're using maybe a box or a bench or doing push-ups on a wall like right. that, that's that's another way to kind of work on scaling that back right um but you know when we when diablo and progressive programming goes into um june that's going to be a big focus is working on you know quality push-ups but we're coming off of all these floor presses so our shoulders should be moving well and now it's going to come down to midline stability core plank uh, holding that plank
1: and pull-up training 100 pull-ups isn't as hard as the 200 push-ups in my in my estimation but the 100 pull-ups training that is is it um do we have a or do you have a mix of strict work plus kipping work or is Mm -hmm. it just kipping work we're
0: going to be spending some time practicing the kip right so like i mean there's more skill to the pull-up than there is the push-up, right? The push-up okay, is yeah, just like, right. it's, a, it's a static plank sure. position, and you're just pushing. Um, the, the pull-up, you can go from a strict pull-up, which is going to be a really good strength component, um, and you can mix around mix, mix up the grip, right? Don't feel yeah. like you have to stick with the double overhand. We can go yeah. mix grip, you can go chin-up grip, as long as we're starting from that dead hang and getting the chin clearly over the top, right? right? Um, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be spending some time practicing the kip, working on the shapes right? Yeah. That hollow body to that arch hang. Um, and ultimately the body placement under the bar. Because <laughs> yes. a lot of times when you think about pull-ups, when when you're teaching somebody how to do a pull-up and they want to jump into the bar, when they jump into the bar, they have this swing that's, it's like you're doing a bar muscle-up. Yeah. That's not a good foundation to build up, build up on.
1: No, it's not.
0: So we're going to be spending some time and building volume in that hang shape position as part of push-up and pull-up sequencing so there's a
1: skill component to it Uh, if someone's training at in their garage or at home um, is you know is there a what's an easy kind of routine that they can do how often should they be doing push-ups and pull-ups and air squats (laughs) in preparation yeah is it every day should they you know
0: I, I wouldn't say every day because you got to give right. yourself some time to recover. And at the same time, you don't want it to completely offset and sideline the rest of your training and progressions, right? Because right? we're, we're still squatting. Like we're still going to be squatting underneath. We're going to got some high bar back squats next month. Um, and we're going to be doing um, some overhead pressing with some horizontal rows, which is also going to help build some of that volume. So it doesn't just have to be a pull-up, right? right. Okay. Even okay. doing ring, ring single arm bent over rows, ring, ring rows. Rose, you know, okay. when yeah. you think about like a kipping pull-up, your body isn't straight underneath the bar. You're in a kip. So you're actually kind of doing a somewhat of a horizontal yeah. pull. So there's ways that we can sneak in some of that added volume, yes. pulling with, volume without having to do pull ups. Without having our whole body weight on, on that our, connected on that tissue. Joint, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's good. Um, and at the same time, like we've got looking at, I the think the same
1: next, holds true with push ups too, right? So you, we very got floor, true. floor press um you could do bench press you Go could ring do dips ring dips mm-hmm. yeah and just uh so that we can be
0: doing deficit push-ups right. just to challenge that shape and position a little bit and more then, and then plank holds plank holds yeah that would be a, yeah it's a really good point um i'm glad you mentioned that so when you're in a plank hold and when you're doing 200 pushups, you're going to find yourself starting to break down in that midline. Yeah. So people start to sag. That's an easy thing to train. And that's something that you can do very frequently. It's just an isometric hold. Right. So, okay. That's a big one to throw in there. Um, In preparation, we've got Cindy coming up this week. Yeah. I saw that. Um, Next month, when we get into our training, we've got another benchmark workout. It's got a Cindy esque type vibe to it. Cool. Um, Chelsea. Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a long one. Yeah, um but you one. know it's 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 another good one just to kind of work on developing um that volume. Right. You know it's it's a it's a benchmark so we can have something that we can, you know, gauge off of what we've done in the past and if you haven't done Chelsea before it's a good one to to get some exposure to.
1: The um so that's that's cool and it and super helpful I think for people that are thinking about Murph and what to do. And it this is stuff too that you can add at the you know, at you know, spend fifteen minutes after class. yeah, and do a few things. So. But again, be be conscious of the volume with respect to the joints that are affected. Yes. So you go into class and you do you know dumbbell, shoulder press, you know with lunges, and then farmer carries probably not ideal to come after class and do you know a cindy type workout no right but that
0: would be a good day to come in and do some plank work and maybe and
1: and maybe some floor presses
0: right right just see you're you're tight you're organized um you know even just holding a support position or l sits right Right. i mean that's all stuff that's that's going to help develop and train those same muscle groups oh yeah um yeah okay yeah just just try to yeah, like you said, be mindful of the volume you're doing in the class workout and don't let it over-impact your recovery or what you're doing the following day.
1: Last year before Murph, I don't know, probably two months, six weeks before Murph. Mm-hmm. every morning I take my dogs for a walk. And I, we usually go from anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes, you know, depending upon how much time I have. And during those walks I've, i took the opportunity like oh here's an opportunity for me to to get ready for murph and it and it would you know i'd pick a point or like certain major intersections i'd do some squats but yeah. the, the one the one that i did you throw a vest on to yeah i started throwing a vest on yeah. towards the end but the other thing i started to do was every time i see a house with a flag i'd do 25 push-ups okay that quickly turned into <laughs> <laughs> Which was I only really thought I'd see one, maybe two houses or something like that, and it turned into like, you know I was doing probably a hundred to 150 pushups. Okay, like literally every day I was walking, and my shoulders got so freaking hey, sore. Oh yeah. yeah, and I had to like self correct every like, day. Yeah, I was doing that's every- like that's like doing the burpee challenge. Have you ever done the burpee <laughs> challenge? <laughs> yeah. One burpee, At one a day, burpee, then two burpees. Yeah, yeah. And then yes. <laughs> all of a sudden it becomes just. This- <laughs> monstrous oh number. i don't know why
0: i have this nagging shoulder uh, yeah. issue,
1: and that's what it was my shoulders were getting so we're, were in so much pain and if yeah. you are
0: doing that the big and it's thing-
1: eat and i know you know those members here that'll do oh yeah they've already got their weight vests on now yeah. oh yeah all i have to do if i, if I want to know who those members are, i just look at who's wearing their weight yeah. vest after the workout <laughs> okay
0: if, if you are adding in a lot of that other stuff you just got to make sure you are working that's us hosing muscle groups
1: yeah by the way let's talk about the weight vest it, just yeah. real quick since we're on murph and we, we've yeah. got time let's talk about the when do you when do you weight vest and when do you not weight best murph and Shit, and start. what about training training with a weight vest is that is that going to make you any better and when should you train with a weight vest for <laughs> for 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 or how often should you train with a weight vest Yes, Jay. You ah, are guilty. Guilty. He's already, I know. I've seen you in here, you <laughs> son of a bitch, with your vest <laughs> on already. <laughs> Even if it's like a like half the year out. I <laughs> actually I actually feel bad for Jake because he's a he's got a great Murph yes. time. Like, and so to beat his Murph time. It's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Have fun going <laughs> to that dark place. Yeah, I know. So he's gonna start he has to start earlier and earlier <laughs> every year to get ready. Yeah. yeah, the uh with
0: the vest, I think it's just start wearing it i mean getting used to it it could be wearing it for a hike like doing maybe even like a small ruck here and there but then starting to throw in some of those push-ups and when we're doing our emom stuff in these days that's not a bad time to bring the vest if you have it available right you know because then you could start building up that volume i mean because we're already working on the shapes and positions now it's just a matter of now adding that added resistance before we actually like a month out before we get to murph that'd be perfect
1: Right. And then on the running side of it, uh, mile run, that's, it's no joke, two miles, right? It's two miles, right? Mile yeah. up front. But, but the, and the first mile is usually not that bad. The first mile is yeah. a trap. Yeah, it is a trap. <laughs> it, but uh, what I would tell people, because I do run with my dogs, mm-hmm. you know, two to three days a week, the other days I'm, I'm some rucking or walk, just walking. Um, I would start small you know, if you don't run at all now, yeah. I would start doing, you know, uh, probably three to four miles a week mm-hmm. of running. You can build that in and you, could, you don't have to do three to four miles each time. Straight through. Right. You could set it up in yeah. an interval base. Or you set up interval base. You yeah. do. Yeah. You just go out and do, you know, run some 400s. But I would say that start building a little bit of run volume now, two to three days a week mm-hmm. is will be all you need. Yeah, between now and the, the time you do murph
0: because it's not like we're not doing anything else too i mean right. we're, we've got other stuff that we're training and if running is just a big hole or big goat for you then yeah. then you just need to just get out and just start thinking about your stride you know we talk about like mechanics yeah. you got to think about how are you running what kind of shit like is there something that's bugging you when you run like let's maybe try to deal with that like don't just Brush it off to the side
1: the in the, the easiest way having run um and trained for marathons mm-hmm. uh, myself the easiest way to start running is to start walking yeah start with walking run for challenge yourself to run for jog for 30 seconds or 60 seconds mm-hmm. or maybe two minutes and then walk yeah. for a minute and then go again yeah and then go again do it in intervals and it will you you will quickly adapt and be able to comfortably run a mile yeah um and probably run a mile faster than you ordinarily have in the past something i would also throw out there is is
0: you know talking about mechanical stuff is i would look into the pose running method there's a ton of videos on crossfit journal and crossfit main site that put up like from a decade ago yeah um but just kind of thinking about posture Shape yep. stride, yep. how many steps? Nice I mean, vertical, nice vertical stuff position, on, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot right. of really good information out there that we could start studying now and just watching. And as long as it's in your head, when you're running, what else are you thinking about, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm personally thinking about how many steps am I taking. If I'm looking at the cracks on the sidewalk, I want to hit like every other step or something like that, so that way I'm not
1: over striding or running too hard at a specific pace that I want to sustain. Yeah, so uh, there's a uh, here I'll post a. I don't know if it's any good, but it, this will get this is a good entree. Is a uh, YouTube video on the pose running method because yeah. I do we're advocates of that. Rob yes. next door, uh, who runs Triactive Endurance, teaches the you just the falling pose method. You're just falling, just falling, keeping your feet yeah. underneath you, falling
0: really- figure four.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's awesome. Um, and then I the last thing uh, the the only thing I wanted what I wanted to finish on it was something I touched on and. Uh, my email and it's primarily because I've been, my newsfeed's been in, I've been inundated recently with articles relative related to longevity. I think after three years of the pandemic, people are interested in learning how to live longer and they're also learning. It's it, a good idea. It, 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 look, we've had, I think record interest in joining our gym over yeah. the last three to six months, primarily because people are coming out of the pandemic overweight out of shape and scared. Yeah. Scared because they every I without a doubt everybody understands the 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 portion of our population that was most greatly affected by the the virus were those that were chronically ill that were yeah. suffering from obesity, heart disease, um, diabetes. Those are the folks that were most impacted. And so the, nobody wants to be there. Everybody wants to avoid that, and so part of that is obviously exercise. A bigger part of it is um, nutrition. Mm-hmm. I think can can help the most, and then you know as um, Kelly Starrett and Juliet Starrett have published in their book Move um, uh, is it's about daily movement, right? The non-exercise um, activity, thermogenic activity. But anyway, it's, it's, it's basically the activity that you do during the day that is not exercise related. Yeah. That daily walking, moving around that stuff has the greatest impact on your calorie burn throughout the day. Um, and then the other component that I'm getting a ton of content push my way relative to this whole subject of being healthy overall and the resurgence of fitness is getting enough sleep yeah and i and i and i put in my email that i that i think and i'm convinced now that the the really the three biggest things that can affect your health like that we can have the most impact there's a there's a number of things um outside of it obviously stress and and then weight training and all of those things but on the both on the negative and the positive side but i think the three most important things are avoiding sugar and alcohol and these are hard, these are difficult things, um, but re- removing everywhere. or or re- substantially reducing these those in your life will have an immediate positive impact on your health. Mm-hmm. There's just there's and all you have to do is just Google it, and you'll see the most recent studies published by uh, quality, uh, reputable science journals, pointing directly to the positive impacts of removing alcohol and sugar from your diet. Mm-hmm. And the impact of those things, just even having a small amount, the most recent the article that I published this week in my newsletter was six tablespoons of sugar. And the way it was, I, I just cracked me up, how this was positioned, six tables, six teaspoons, six teaspoons of sugar a day um, contributes to uh, linked to cancer, stroke, diabetes, early death, and dozens, dozens of other health problems. And it was a, it was a study that was released and a lot of media picked up on this study. And so this article that wrote about it, um, and I forget which, which media outlet it was, but said had it, and this is the one that was reshared the most by other media outlets was six teaspoons of sugar. Cause you think, I don't Eat six, like, come on, six teaspoons of sugar. There's no way I'm eating six teaspoons of sugar. Everything. Well, well, so, so I'm like, six teaspoons of sugar. That's really interesting that they framed it that way because it makes it seem like a lot. And then, so we don't feel as bad looking at that article. There's no way I'm getting six teaspoons of sugar until I said, well, let's, let me look at what's in a a can of Coke, 12 ounce can of Coke. Uh. And it comes from Coca Cola's website that there is. In, a, in one 12-ounce can, 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 can of Coke equals um, 39 grams of sugar. Yeah. So you now, think, okay, 39 grams. That into wait a minute. A is, that, is that more than six teaspoons? Well, a teaspoon, one teaspoon is four grams of sugar. So that's <laughs> six teaspoons. So, so six teaspoons of sugar is 24 grams of sugar. A can of one can of Coke has 39 grams a of US sugar. Can. A right. U.S. can. A U.S. can. Right? 12 like, ounce, a 12-ounce can of has basically 15 more grams of sugar than takes six teaspoons. It's basically eight teaspoons of sugar in one can of Coke. A medium vanilla latte. So I, I started going down the rabbit hole. With this one. A medium vanilla latte has 35 grams of sugar. Yeah. Divide that by How four. Much? That's that's nine teaspoons of sugar. <laughs> How much nine is nine a- teaspoons of sugar? Yeah. How oh, much is in a Gatorade? um Gator- well, G- Gatorade. Uh, I looked at them all. If it was twelve ounces, it's about the same. It's about uh, it's about thirty five grams of sugar. All of them. Just it, it, it's- it comes back down to read the labels. Yeah. So so that article when out, was pushed out and reshared and mm-hmm. that hit me. So literally, like you you. To to if you think about it, one Coke, then one Coke a day contributes to cancer, like all of these terrible diseases, chronic diseases. And then you think about most importantly, and what I want people to think about is think about your kids, yeah, drinking one Gatorade, right? Because they do that, right? Or it's not even or a Mountain Dew. It's also like
0: the 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 Graham crackers
1: that they're giving at school. yeah, but don't don't even get there because then you'll be really appalled. Like, well, be mean, there
0: because then it makes you aware of what's well, going on. Well, I guess on. so because
1: the, the so six teaspoons. They're pro- most kids are probably in the twenty. Oh, for sure, twenty teaspoons of sugar a day, for right. sure, easily, for sure, and that's that's appalling. To, th- to think sad. that just six teaspoons a day can put can, you over, can yeah. can put you in a risk factor, risk factor for, yeah, you know. And so now it's now you're starting to understand, really e- easily understand, and it's. <laughs> you're re- starting to really easily understand why we have a, a childhood obesity issue yeah. and why diabetes is such a problem yeah <laughs> spoonful, spoonful of sugar, spoonful of sugar. yeah if if it was just a spoonful it would be okay yeah. <laughs> like you're know, cutting back and but cutting back to 1 teaspoon and just in reference to what jay said just cutting back to one teaspoon would be really difficult yeah that's incredible to me yeah but that's where we are with our food production in this country yeah it's in everything yeah and and alcohol is the same thing there's a new study that came out that showed even just drinking one drink a day really yeah contributes to cancer and yeah the whole thing about like a a glass of wine it is no yeah that's it's it's, it's been it's been completely debunked by research Um, And then the other thing is walk often, and I've seen a ton of information about this walk often. We talked about this yes. with Jason Falcon. Is yeah. Stay busy throughout the day. Just park further away. through, Be busy and active throughout the day. And then the the last one I think that is just kind of basic. This is beyond exercise and all the other stuff that we do. But sleep seven to nine hours a night. And I'm just, I'm working. I'm really working hard to try and and make this one happen. But this yeah. one is so important. Chrissy Lee book oh, yeah, by the way wrote Jamie. Me out. She calling you. <laughs> I have a sweet So do I. Yesterday I I guarantee you I had more than 6 teaspoons of sugar oh, yesterday shit. with all the Oh, and I got some stuff yeah, I, I should I, so- I brought I brought some of that that cake. By the way, today that we want the, one, the oh. Indonesian cake today. Oh, that's I, so good. There's no sugar in that. <laughs> yeah, lies. <laughs> I forgot to break that out. Uh. uh but anyway, those are the three things. If if uh, and all I want to say to people is like these three things will improve longevity and help you avoid yeah. metabolic disease. These three things, simple steps. And and all I could say is is work towards them every day and if you fail, restart. Yeah. Fail, restart. Fail, restart yeah. until you get a habit. That my walking habit now is with my because I have dogs, they make it easy because they yeah. expect it every day. That's huge and that has done great wonders for me just in terms of mental health and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work on avoiding sugar and alcohol and then, um, and then sleep in seven to nine hours a night. You do those three things and you're, you're, you're so far ahead of the regular population, yeah. the general population. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anything else today? No, that's it for today. Good. All right. Um, I think that's it.
0: Yeah. Until right. next time
1: you guys. Thanks. Uh, and then we'll have uh, if we have a guest on next week, uh, we'll try and get a guest on next week um i you don't know, want to bring interesting people on yeah and people that want to be on yeah and there's a couple people that that i've got in my mind that we could do that i'm not we're not going to do any big invitations yet to any big name people yet they're, they're on everybody else's podcast we'll let them be there <laughs> they are going to come on to ours until we get our viewership up anyway yeah it so, might help <laughs> no, no they would help but it's again i want to make sure that we've earned it yeah touche yeah right on you guys thanks right. till next time